0: Hi, and welcome to Enriched Perspective with Mike and Talisha Wallace, where we seek to shift paradigms through the exploration of biblical principles. I'm Mike. And I'm Talisha. Welcome Welcome to to the the podcast. podcast.
1: Today we're going to be talking about adoption. Romans chapter 8, verse 15 says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Our daughter asks, why are we considered adopted by God if He created us? so let's start there, Mike
0: so that's really a good question. Uh, my daughter asked me this question while I was working from home, and she was technically supposed to be in class. Um, I saw this text come from her um asking this, and it kind of caught me off guard initially mm-hmm. because I didn't know what she was coming from or where she was coming from and then look at the scripture that my wife just read in romans mm-hmm. and The short answer was, you know, of course, spiritually, so Um, we were born after the similitude of Adam. You know, we were not um, God's children, technically, and we had to be reborn and, you know, all these different things that we hear. But then I start to take a deeper look into it. And that's what we're going to kind of get into today because it's simple, but it's complicated. Yeah. And then it's simple again.
1: So let's just start with the definition of adoption. So the definition of adoption is the act or process of establishing a legal relationship between a child and a parent other than the child's biological parent. Therefore, entrusting the designated adult with with responsibility for raising the child. That's the definition, according to Webster, of adoption.
0: Yeah. And. Um, it is kind of funny like when you look at this particular passage of scripture, mm-hmm. um, the first thing we do is, um, use our current definition of adoption, right. um, but, uh, start to dig a little bit deeper and, uh, there, there's definitely a lot more involved when it comes down to understanding just even the definition of adoption right. and kind of what it means and, and, um, really what happens uh, when someone is adopted. Mm-hmm. True enough. Like I say, the Webster's uh, definition is what holds true today. Yeah. Um, for most of us, we feel like, or when we think about adoption, the first thing we think about is a child. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Someone that's orphaned or someone, you know, that's in a situation where you know their parents are unable to care for them, and right. sometimes a family member, but nowadays not necessarily. Yeah. You know, but they take over full responsibility for raising that child. hmm um, But. Um when you look at this scripture, when you look at the context of the scripture when it was written, they were actually talking about a adoption in a, a very different way. Wow. Um they're talking about uh, mostly from a, a Roman um or Greco Romans perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's ex- very different. Uh-huh. Uh first thing is that the biggest difference is that there's no age limit.
1: Wow. Um, so
0: it wasn't really a child that they were dealing with or, you know, really um, talking about, per se, when it came down to adoption, Mm -hmm. a lot of times it was adults. Now, that's wild. Yeah. And the reason why is because for the Romans, it was a means and it was a way for which they could transfer rights um, to their inheritance mm-hmm. you know, or their heritage. Yeah. Um, back in those days, um, it wasn't always easy mm-hmm. for them to have children. And then when they had children, of course, they didn't all survive, so sometimes heirs were very difficult to come by as far as male male heirs yeah so they used this as a, a method and a means to be able to kind of secure the future of their posterity wow um, or if they had a kid they just didn't like <laughs> oh my gosh that's crazy <laughs> they could disinherit them and then adopt someone else oh. and bring them in and they could be the heir or the inheritor of the, the family fortune or the family you know posterity Wow. So that was the first thing. Crazy. It, it wasn't a child. It was typically an adult. So that's that's crazy right there. Yeah. We um, usually
1: think babies, you know, little kids, right. orphan, orphans, but not full grown men. Right. Wow.
0: 40 year old orphans. Right. Like, what's that about? Oh my God. <laughs> like, I think you're old oh enough now. You're, you're good. Wow. <laughs> but that's definitely a contrast from the mm-hmm. Jewish tradition. Yeah. Like They really didn't even have adoption in their um, customs. It was more so if if there was a child, you know, that was orphaned or that was fatherless, then the family members would just intrinsically, you know, take care of them or cover them. Yeah. And it wasn't really for the sake of being able to, you know, put them in a position to gain their inheritance per se, but it was more so to protect the inheritance that was already kind of promised to them. Hmm. So that's where it was yeah. very starkly different, yeah. and again, they didn't have any laws or legal transferal of rights and responsibilities mm-hmm. in their culture when it related to adoption, whereas with the Romans, very much so. Wow.
1: That's amazing. I, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around, first of all, an adult being able to mm-hmm. be adopted and
0: Yeah,
1: just, yeah. All right. I'm just, (laughs) (laughs) I'm at a loss for words right now. I apologize.
0: So let me go down to some of the critical aspects of adoption as it related to the Greco Roman civilization at that time. Um, There were three. Of course, if you were adopted, you were legally appointed as the son by declaration. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a promise of an inheritance, and -hmm. then there was a condition for or against rebellion. So if you didn't follow whatever the contractual agreement was, mm. then you could be easily emancipated or disinherited. Wow. Um, so it wasn't something that just because you were adopted now, it's like you can never be disinherited or you never can be you know, disowned. Yeah. You still had some, some things that you had to do in order to um, honor and maintain that relationship.
1: Yeah, amazing.
0: So uh, the adoption itself um, mm-hmm. will result in, again, you would get an immediate transferal of the power that your family had or the family that you're going into had. So whatever power, whatever authority, whatever position that they had, mm-hmm. you had it.
1: Wow. That's and amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, also, the name. Um, typically, they had three names um, that they were given. Mm-hmm. They had a given name, they had a clan name, and a family name. Wow. And... When you were adopted into this new family, uh, you, r- you were given the clan name and the family name mm-hmm. of the people that you were adopted into. Wow. Um, sometimes you can cl- keep your clan name, but then they would change it at the end. So in Roman, you have people with four names. Mm-hmm. Usually that means that they were adopted.
1: Wow, well, I didn't know that.
0: But um, so that was another key point of it. Mm-hmm. Of course, as an adopted child, now you also have a new identity. Um, wow. Any prior commitments, responsibilities, any debt that you owed erased wow. all gone and
1: wow. That's amazing.
0: as a new like says now a part of this new family uh, you also have new rights and responsibilities as well mm-hmm. as if you were a natural born son mm-hmm. so any uh, responsibilities that you would have had as a, a what is a roman republican or whatever it was official whatever that was mm-hmm. whatever stature that you had now you had those same responsibilities so it wasn't just a free ride you wow. still had to live up to a particular standard, mm-hmm. you know, um, mode of operation and way of carrying yourself and character and all these different things. Yeah. Of course, uh, being adopted as well, you became a joint heir and you became an heir to the father's inheritance, which mm-hmm. was, of course, another really big part of it. Right. And all of his possessions and everything um, upon his death would transfer over to you. Wow. And then another one big one was that um, there was a, a transfer of control. Oh because uh, they had this word called Eleni Irisis. Oh, boy. Euris, or I'm something not like gonna that. to try <laughs> to say that. And it was basically meaning that you were still under control of your paterfamilias, or your family that you were born in. Um, and it was oh. because you didn't have much of anything of your own, and you were kind of still waiting um, to receive the inheritance. Mm-hmm. But once you transferred or transitioned into this new family, mm-hmm. now they had full control so you you gave up your they gave up their rights to you mm. and now you're under the control and you know supervision and watch of this new family wow and you had to leave everything that you had in the past it stays there mm. and all these things sound real yeah, familiar i know i'm
1: like the more you talk <laughs> and the more you share the more it's like connecting like oh my
0: yep and like we mentioned before um that adopted person the adoptee they mm-hmm. could be emancipated wow. by the adopted father. So mm-hmm. if you did not follow mm-hmm. the rules, if you um, breached the contract mm-hmm. that you signed, you could be disowned or you, the termination, there could be a termination of the parental control and you go back to where you was as far mm-hmm. as your stanchion and all that stuff.
1: What, what gets me is that we're talking about ad- adults here. Yeah. So they fully knew yeah. what they were getting into.
0: Yeah. This, this wasn't a child and any adult, could adopt another adult and didn't matter the age as long as you were an adult.
1: Wow. And then this one with the Romans, they had to be a Roman citizen though. Like you had to be. Yes. Um,
0: and that wow. was very critical because, um, and, it was, and this was, that kind of caught me off guard mm-hmm. because it was like you could be a freed man, mm-hmm. but if you're a non citizen, then you could not be adopted. Huh. So you had to be not only a free person. But you also had to become a Roman citizen Mm -hmm. in order for you to be adopted. And this was really for if a person had a slave that they wanted, you know, to bring them in and and cause them to be kind of the inheritor Mm -hmm. of their estate. um, They would have to, first of all, free them. Mm -hmm. And then they would also have to get Roman citizenship in order for them to be eligible for the adoption because they wanted to keep it in Rome.
1: Wow! Do you think that this is what present day adoption kind of patterns after because i don't think i don't think people are going around trying to adopt adults these days (laughs) so this is more so just because as the bible is written when they talk about adoption it sounds to me this this is the what was going on during that time so that's why when we read these the scriptures it talks about adoption they're basing it on the time they lived in, which was the romans and of course, the Jewish air and all that.
0: So yep, and then the Bible uses so many different um, analogies to kind of bring home. Kind of the process by which we are brought into Christ. And this yeah. is a, a significant one that Paul used because mm-hmm. not only do you have adoption, but you all have birth, like yeah. being reborn. You also have um, being grafted. Then you also even have him being married, you know, as well. Right. So you cover all the different ways in which, even circumcision, wow. I mean, you cover all the different ways in which you can be brought into a new family. Wow. But we're specifically just talking about the adoption piece because mm-hmm. it is a critical portion of it.
1: Yes. That's amazing. I know also on our notes, um, you talked about us being born out there at that spiritually, like Adam, when, when of course what he did what he did, we lost that sonship with God when we were originally made when God, they were already kin. They were one. <laughs> they were like Christ <laughs> until sin entered which changed the whole course of
0: nature. nature. Yeah. I look at it as if uh, Adam was disinherited. Yeah. Uh, because to your point at the beginning, we all know the story. Um, God made man out of the dust of the ground. And then he breathed in him the breath of life and he became a living soul. Right. And blah, 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 blah He ate an apple or I'm <laughs> I mean, sorry, fruit. Fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and before you know it, uh, we are outside of the garden of Eden, you know, shut up away from the tree of life right. uh, the whole garden has the two cherubims with the flaming swords guarding it so that we can never get back in Right. I think that's disinherited
1: yeah that sounds about right
0: so we were cut off from Adam forward mm-hmm. and the thing is is we always like to go to the garden mm-hmm. and say well God made us and he formed us and He. but realistically speaking we were born after the similitude of Adam right even though we did not do what Adam had done he was still born in similar fashion. Mm-hmm. Everybody from Adam all the way to Moses, death reigned. Mm-hmm. There was no law. There was no commandment given, but death just reigned. Right. And then you get to Moses and the law was given mm-hmm. and everything. And, and it didn't help because all it did was just show us how horrible, <laughs> I hate to say it that way, <laughs> yeah. but how far off yeah. we were, you know, from the righteousness of God. Wow. And all it did was showed us what was to come. It could not keep us. It could not cause us to avoid it. Mm-hmm. All it could do was inform us at best. Right. And this is what we were born into. Mm-hmm. Like I say, I think there's a scripture in Psalms where um, people always quote it, where David said, you know, in sin did my mother conceive me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was born in shape and in iniquity. And we always quote it wrong. I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm quoting it wrong even <laughs> now. You know, and we use that kind of as the the context or you know of why we were born in sin yeah or but there's more Oh um when you look at the various scriptures and there's quite a few and i think we'll go over a few yeah Um, you begin to see like where your parentage is exactly who's actually your father yeah and it's one of those things where it kind of sucks when you really realize who your spiritual father is you know and then you begin to really see though also the necessity of adoption so that's what we're gonna kinda start talking about now. Yeah. Is who your daddy is. <laughs> <laughs> well aren't we all God's children? Well, see, that's that's the point. That's that's kind of the part in question, are we? Um, but the Bible says very clearly, first John third chapter, eighth verse says, He who committed sin is of the devil. Oh boy. And that kind of is a, a that stinks. Big time. And when you look at Matthew's thirteen, thirty eight, when it talks about um, the sowing of the seeds into the world and different things. He said, "The field is the world. The good seeds are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one." Wow. Uh, John eight forty four says, "Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do." And again, these are not things that even I care to hear. Right. I mean, say when I was not. Saved or adopted, that's not something that I'm gonna, you know, easily be like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. right. I'm the devil's kid, you know, right. I'm a child of Satan. No, nope. that's not uh, because we we all look at it like, well, we're good people, we yeah. do the right things, you yeah. know, we try to do our best, you know, to be kind to everyone else, and mm-hmm. all these different things that we use to try to justify, you know, that we are better than that. Mm-hmm. Where we can't be the devil's yeah. child, I just right. couldn't be. There's no There's way, no way, no way. The <laughs> ch- it's not possible. But well, when you look at it, like I say, some people have crappy parents, but that don't mean they're always bad people themselves. True. But that doesn't mean that they're, that's not their parent.
1: True. That's true.
0: And choose. Yeah. It's like you don't choose your parents. Nope. Well, not your birth parents. Right. Thank <laughs> Whoever you're born to is who you're yeah. born to. And in this particular case, when it comes down to spiritual matters, we are born in sin. Right. Like we're born after the similitude of Adam. Right. So even though we didn't do or do not do what Adam did, right. we still have his nature. Yeah.
1: We still have that consequence or that sin, guilt, or punishment or penalty on our spiritual lives until we get a new family. True. So when we're born of the flesh, after the will of man, you, you have to be
0: reborn. Yeah. Uh, And I can go even further because when you look at Romans, uh, third chapter talks about for all have sinned and Mm -hmm. we love to use that. Oh, for sure. Romans three and 10 also Mm -hmm. talks about it. There is none righteous. No, not one. Twelve said they are all going out of the way, they are all come together unprofitable, there is none that doeth good, mm-hmm. no not one. Right. You know, and there's scriptures in first John that talks about it you of know, say you're without sin, then mm-hmm. you know, you're a liar. Yeah. So we, we love to use these scriptures, you yeah. know, when it comes down to justification for right. the things that we do. Right. But the reality is is when you say that we all have sinned and we're all sinners and none of us can right. live above sin and you know, and sin is just one of those things that we just deal mm-hmm. with. Yeah then you're, you're consenting to the fact that I am of my father. Right. And he said, the the lust of my father, I will do. Right. We talk about Romans 7th chapter when it mm-hmm. speaks of, you know, that nature, you know, fighting, warring one against the other. Mm-hmm. You have the spirit man and then you have the, the fleshly man going at it right. because you want to do good, you want to do right, but exactly. nature. Yeah, it's in there. It just comes out. Right. And that's what um, also, like I say, puts you in position to understand that who your daddy is. Right.
1: It definitely clears all doubt. Like, now I know if I'm doing these things, I am not God's child, as you would like to um, say.
0: Exactly. Because you would have God's nature. That's what makes you his child. And that's right. one of the things that really separates us and causes us to be recognized as His child. Right, getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. I
1: know, Becca, up, up.
0: Also, the Scripture says in Romans the eighth chapter, eighth chapter, sorry, ninth verse. It said in the latter part. It said, now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. The first part said, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Mm -hmm. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell Dwell in you. you. That's right. And that's why it's so critical as we're going there. But It's critical to have that that change and that transformation is because that's what takes you from the fleshly to the heavenly, Mm -hmm. you know, from the flesh to the spirit. But while we're in the spirit or flesh, I'm sorry, we have to understand that yep that's who your daddy is
1: yeah i mean that's important to know so you you know there's no confusion mm-hmm. you think you're going on anyhow i'm like no you, you're you not
0: right and that's where it says uh Ephesians, second chapter first through third verse talks about that mm-hmm. it said we were dead yeah. in our trespasses and sins mm-hmm. and It said we're in times past you walked according to the Course of this world, right? You know, the princes of the power of the air, and you know, spirit that now worketh in his children of disobedience, mm-hmm. which are the children of wrath, right? It said, Among whom we all had our conversation in yep. time past, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and yep. were by nature,
1: right. So it's not like this is not meant to make you feel bad, no. like trying to condemn you. It's just like trying to bring you to the awareness of you might want to listen so you can become a child of God.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And understand, and again, that's, that's the one of the more difficult parts sometimes mm-hmm. is when you talk about adoption, mm-hmm. kind of veering off a little bit. But when you have someone that's not aware yeah. that they were adopted, and mm-hmm. then they come into this knowledge like, Oh, so you're not my f- my natural father my real or my real daddy my real mama and it could do one or two things you can say some begin to search and seek after their natural parents because mm-hmm. they want to know who they are they want to know where they come from you know they want to understand their heritage so yeah. to speak or why did you give me up right they want to know that as well and then others you know they were like well f- i don't care uh, whatever is whatever you know mm-hmm. they abandoned me so forth so on yeah and like you were you're my parents yeah but like i say when you start talking about that wanting to know especially when it comes down to spiritual matters you got to understand who this person was you know what what did they really provide you how did they really help you how were they really you know taking care of, taking care of you right meant no good the right. Bible says that he comes to do nothing but to rob, kill, steal, destroy? and destroy. Right. Nothing about that relationship, that paternal relationship, was for your benefit or for your good. No. And sometimes, even with that, people go seeking after that she's trying yeah. to understand trying to reconnect as you were supposed, because yeah. they want to know who they are mm-hmm. you know and not really fully appreciating where they were brought from mm-hmm. and that's that's why it's a, this part of the conversation is so important mm-hmm. you need to know where you're coming from you need yeah. to know you know where you stood yes you know, need to know the only thing that you had coming to you was death and damnation right you know there was no inheritance of eternal life no. You know, the inheritance that you had, you stood in place to receive was right. nothing good. Mm-hmm. Like I say. There, there was nothing there for you. There was no substance. There was nothing that was going to, you know, cause you to stand in any place of power, prominence, you know, or authority or glory for that matter. Right. And this is what you're brought from. But this is where you were. Right. And this is who you were. Mm-hmm. That's why that understanding the sin nature, where it comes from, is so critical. Right. Like I say, because it's there
1: right
0: always mm-hmm. been there yeah always and been, is, yeah. Oh, it's, it's going to be there until christ come and take us home yeah and that's the thing that we have to battle with yes you know as newly adopted sons and daughters of god yeah so
1: so this is kind of like that beginning where you sit the child down like we have something to tell you exactly you're <laughs> you are not really our natural born child but you're adopted, but we love you. Just, you know, they had those conversations and the child's like, what? Yep. You know, some, ha- like you say, some are happy that someone took them in. Others get upset and, well, I, you know.
0: Oh, I didn't, they didn't love me. They didn't care yeah, about me. what's wrong with me, you know. Yep.
1: So this is that point in the conversation, like, hey, if you think you're a child of God, no.
0: Or you were a child of God from the beginning. That's the thing. That's when,
1: like, the question, if he created us,
0: Mm-hmm. Huh. then why how are we adopted yeah that's where it comes back to that question huh and that's where you have to understand that although he created us we were cut off even the scripture oh. says okay. ephesians the second chapter mm-hmm. uh the 12th verse actually says that at that time mm-hmm. you were without christ being aliens from the commonwealth of israel estrangers mm-hmm. strangers from the covenant of promise having no hope and without God in the world. Mm-hmm. And this is the 13th verse, but now in Christ Jesus, oh. you who were sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. And even when you talk about Israel, just for context, mm-hmm. they were adopted too. Right. That's we, true. We, we seem to forget because it's been so long and, and they've been a, a part of the covenant for so long. We mm-hmm. forget that even they were adopted. Sure were. He told Abraham, you know, if you do, you know, follow me and keep my commandments and do what I tell you to do, then I will be your God. In other words, I wasn't your God before. Right. But now I'm making this covenant with you.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: in this covenant, I'm telling you that I'm adopting you. I'm bringing you into my family. I'll be your God. you be my people.
1: Was there somewhere where he said, I'll be your father? Yes. So that's like establishing a relationship right there. Like, I'm going to be your father. You're (laughs) my child. I'm, I'm adopting you
0: told Abraham to Isaac Mm -hmm. and to Jacob or Israel that's why they say the God of Abraham Isaac and Israel Mm -hmm. you know he adopted them and he brought them in and made them his own and the covenant that they kept that they had was okay in order for you to show and demonstrate you know that we do have this now relationship Mm -hmm. I want every one of your males you know at a certain age they need to be circumcised, right. and that's why the circumcision was so critical because mm-hmm. that was the the sign, the outward show, you know, in the flesh of the token and the covenant that God had made with Abraham. Mm-hmm. So that everybody under Abraham, mm-hmm. moving forward, now because Abraham was adopted, yeah. you get the you, get yeah. the same benefits because you go. fall under Abraham. Wow! And that was it after the flesh, but we are the children of the seed of Abraham after the spirit mm-hmm. but the trick is is we have to actually be adopted as well
1: right again mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so yeah. where do we want to go to the actual adoption process now because i think we pretty well yeah. established that yeah. yeah he's not your your dad yeah you know, and you say but he's good yeah but i look is at he? it like he's a good uncle you know you right. have that good uncle or a good family friend that just treats you really well and you adopt them as your father Mm -hmm. but they really are not your father i have people that my children call uncle and different ones and naturally or through the blood not related Mm -hmm. and quite frankly if something happened to them my kids are not going to receive any inheritance no because there there's no connection there's there's no legally binding you know documentation or otherwise that says that they are entitled to anything yeah so God is good to all of us. Uh, God is kind. He's merciful. He's just. He's forgiving. He's mm-hmm. loving. But that doesn't mean He's your father,
1: right? And that's what you want.
0: And that's what you really want. Yeah. you want Him to be your father. Yeah,
1: because I'm just thinking about all the stuff you were saying about the adoption. What you take on the name, you get the the possessions. You're an heir. There's a lot of Absolutely. benefits to making it a legal contract, like it's a real official thing, not just oh you just like you say uncle uncle or auntie you just no this is this is the real deal commitment you know
0: that's the thing it's official yeah and that official part of it is the part that sometimes we cringe and we kind of shy away from but it's necessary yeah like i say the changing of the name Mm -hmm. that makes it official you know the the coming under the rule you know and becoming and becoming subject to the household that right. makes it official. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just getting all of the gifts and the goodies and being that's able true. to, you know, enjoy this new new life and all these new pleasures and the new benefits and this access. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's part of it. But there's some things that are required out of you, you know, in order for you to be able to, again, maintain your place and your position now as an heir.
1: Right. So and then how do we become? How do we get there?
0: So simply put is you have to be born again. So in order to be adopted, you got to be reborn. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> puts you in the family
0: exactly so uh, there's a quite a few scriptures again there mm-hmm. um, but I will go down to specifically so if I go to like I say John mm-hmm. his first chapter let's just say the 12th verse uh, okay. it says but as many as received him him being Christ to them gave he power to become the sons of God yes. even to them which believe on his name Mm -hmm. 13th verse which was which were born not of blood Mm -hmm. nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of god yes and then of course john the third chapter um fifth through the seventh verse talks about you know the being reborn it says jesus Mm -hmm. answered verily verily i say unto thee except a man be born of water and of the spirit you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Right. That which is born of the flesh again is flesh. Right. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Mm-hmm. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. And uh-huh. then we go back to where we started. Right. Romans 8, 15 through mm-hmm. 17 it says, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Right. But ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry abba father mm-hmm. the spirit itself bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of god and if children mm-hmm. then heirs heirs of god and joint heirs with christ mm-hmm. if so be that we suffer with him that we may also that we may be also glorified together
1: amen
0: and that's just a, a the starting point oh when you talk gosh. about the adoption the conversion or the transition from from one family to another mm-hmm. again, it's that rebirth yes. that allows for the adoption process to right. begin. Right, like I say, even in John when it talks about, you know, he came to his own, they received him not, mm-hmm. you know, but to many has received him, then gave he power, power to become the sons of God. That's amazing. And how do you become a, a son? We look at the process according to the the Roman Greco-Roman, right. you know, edict. Mm-hmm. Say it is the, the taking on of the name. Right. Um, in this case, it's. it's taking on the name through baptism mm-hmm. uh, taking on the name of Jesus Christ right. um, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for right. remission of sins right. and it talks about there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved that's part of it and right. that, that water baptism is a part of the rebirth process because you right. have to be born of the water yep. and of the spirit that's what he said then also t- having his spirit abiding in us is right. a being filled with the Holy Ghost with right. the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the spirit of God give utterance mm-hmm. but in every single Case where it talks about the rebirth, every single case where it talks about, you know, being a part of God, or it always talks about having His Spirit abiding in you, having been born again of both water and Spirit, true, buried with Him through baptism, but also risen as well through baptism. Right? The water is where we're buried, but also in the Spirit is where we're we're resurrected. resurrected, yeah, and all of that is critical. For our rebirth. Mm-hmm. It's by the Spirit that we're able to cry out ah. Abba Father. That's right. It's by the Spirit that we're able to walk in the newness of life. It Amen. is through the Spirit that we're able to really behave ourselves and yeah. act as sons of God.
1: Right. You, know what, you know what else I like? Um we talked when you were talking about the Romans, how they did once you became um adopted in their son, all that your past debt all your past whatever was done erased canceled like it didn't even happen you with the, you're in a new family now we're moving forward with this one you have an inheritance with this family yeah. so it reminds me of when we were separated and we're in sin and god's separate you know once we got filled with the holy ghost our life changed all that old debt and all that guilt of sin is off of us yeah so i like that
0: and that's why the repentance is so important yeah. because it's denouncing all the things that you've done and saying i'm not going to do that stuff mm-hmm. no more i like right. said that life that old life that i had is dead you know, and that's why the baptism, because that's where the remittance, or the removal, or the blotting out, or, Mm -hmm. you know, the covering of those things Mm -hmm. that were passed, that's where that occurs, is through the water baptism, the blood is also applied to your life, so you can now walk in newness of life, like you say, all that guilt, all that shame, Mm -hmm. you know, all those penalties that were resting upon your head, because judgment Mm -hmm. was lying at the door, because the judgment, it was going to be paid, and had to be paid by someone, Mm -hmm. but Christ paid it all for us on the cross you Jesus. know and we were able to partake of that by being buried with him yeah through baptism yeah. and now we're risen again resurrected to walk yeah. in this newness of life and yep. also in the baptism we take on his name
1: yeah yeah like the circusi- circumcision like yep. with abraham like yep. that was of the heart
0: that's the circumcision that we, we're really supposed to get is yeah. not the one made by hands but mm-hmm. is of the heart and that's where the baptism both the water and also the spirit is what pulls back that old foreskin of the flesh mm-hmm. and it really exposes you so that you can have more of a heart of flesh and a heart more towards God right Even in the Old Testament, you were not considered a part of Israel unless you got circumcised. Wow. They say if you were born in Israel and you weren't circumcised, they would cut you out. You'd be cut out. You'd be cut off. Mm -hmm. If you were somebody that came from somewhere else in a sojourner, but you wanted to be a part of Israel, you had to be circumcised. Otherwise, you couldn't partake in the Passover. And we all know that Jesus, he was our Passover lamb. And if we are not circumcised, we cannot partake. Right. So that circumcision was still critical into in the p- aspect of allowing us to become a part of this new family right I said that that's just a part of that's a point of entry that's that's a prerequisite that's a requirement yep. that's why i say you must must be born again because yeah. if you don't get this if you don't get the circumcision if you don't get the new birth yes. then you cannot be a part of my family
1: yeah it just and then you hear a lot of people say like in the fleshly you know that like, well i was just born this way mm-hmm. this is just the way i am and this is but that's not going to fly with God. It's like, especially when he created a way out. If you want to be a part of me, you want to be engrafted into my family and to be called a, to be called a child of God. You must be born again because that old nature, that sinful nature is not going into the kingdom of heaven. Yep. So he's giving you the um, instructions, the cheat code, wherever you want to. He's giving you the answer to if you want to be a part of his family so you can use those excuses well, i'm this way because i was born like this i can't help it it's it's not it's not enough you must be born again you must be, to be a child of god you must
0: be born again absolutely yeah um, galatians also talks about third chapter mm-hmm. it says but the scripture hath concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of jesus christ might be given to them that believe mm-hmm. um if you go a little bit further down the 26th verse it says mm-hmm for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. And 27, for as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Right. And then 29th verse says, and if he be Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed yeah. and heirs according to the promise. But it still says if you put them on, that mean, if you've been baptized in them, that's when you put them on. Right, And if you have done those things, like I say, if you have faith in Christ, like we talked before, Mm -hmm. is your faith will lead to obedience to the gospel that has been preached. It's not just enough to just say, I believe. And and that's as far as you go. Right, Even the devil believes and he trembles, trembles, but that didn't cause him to do anything. That didn't cause him to act. So it was just an awareness and a knowing and, you know, but there was no real deep, Seated belief to the point where now this is going to govern yeah. my actions
1: mm-hmm.
0: but when you truly hear the gospel mm-hmm. and you truly believe the gospel and you have faith in the work of the gospel then it will lead you to repentance True. it'll lead you to baptism True. it'll lead you to um, being filled with the spirit mm-hmm. and it'll lead you to walking now in a newness of life as well
1: that's right that is absolutely the truth right there
0: and that's the thing is like we first have to understand like this is not our natural inclination no as much as we like to think that we're good people you know and and we're we're god-fearing and all these different things we have a different nature because we have a different father right and this is where christ is saying you know come unto me Mm -hmm. all you that labor and are heavy laden i'll give you rest yeah i'll be your father exactly the spirit and the bride said come you know all these different scriptures yeah. that you could think about where he's he's asking, he's, you know, putting the word out there like, look, I'm here, I'm open, I want you, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what you've been, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you're going through, yeah. you know, I'm putting out the, the, the public service announcement that yeah. I want to be your father now. Mm-hmm. I'm not your father. But I would love to be. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make all the provisions necessary for you to become my child.
1: Yeah. So it's not one of those temporal, temporal things. It's no. not just to come visit and make you feel good, give you some toys and gifts to pacify your whatever anxieties, and I'll be back. But it's a real deal thing. Exactly. So. You know, they talk about deadbeat fathers and absentee parents and all that. This is not the type of of guy, type of father that he is.
0: He's always there. Exactly. And and he wants to be there. Yeah. I can say the thing is, is he doesn't want us to fail. Yeah. He's done everything possible to position Mm -hmm. us for success, even though we're coming from a place in the position where failure was the norm. Yeah. You know, it was it's normal and it has been normal for us to walk according to our flesh and mm-hmm. do the things that pertain to the flesh. You know, being driven by the lust of the mm-hmm. eye, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Yeah. That's normal.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: what we're accustomed to. It's easy for yeah. us to do those things, natural. you know, but those are the things that are exactly contrary to him. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that He say, if you do these things, then the love of the father is not in you. Yeah. You know, if you do these things, this, these are the things that causes you to be separated from me and causes you to not be able, you know, to obtain this inheritance that I have. You know, you can't even see the kingdom of God. You are definitely not going to inherit it. Yeah. And I'm giving you everything that you would need as it pertains to life and godliness to be able to be successful. Yeah. You know,
1: I like that he said he gives you power to become the sons. Like, I think about the scripture, 2 yeah. Corinthians 5, 17. It's like, any man that be in Christ is a new creature. Yep. But old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So it's like, the more you spend time with him, the more you allow him to lead and guide your life, the more you become like him. So, he, like you said, he's given us all the tools, all the resources, all the power to become his child True. and inherit eternal life which is the bottom line i think for him he wants for us to be prosperous have a good life have peace and all that but at the end of the day our souls are going back at one with him we're his child he's our father you know that's just kind of what makes me excited to know that you want me and you're doing everything you've done everything to make it possible for me to be a part of part of him
0: Yep, And this is where when you start talking about this rebirth process, like I say, being born again, it does a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Let me like say it um, causes you to no longer be strangers or foreigners, but mm-hmm. it, it, it solidifies your citizenship. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at Ephesians, the second chapter, um, the 18th through the 19th verse, it says, you're no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. So now you are eligible for adoption yes um also like i say when he gives you this, the spirit like i say that's the seal of promise right and it's because you have the spirit you're able to cry out now abba father because right. now you are created or you made heirs and joint heirs with christ mm-hmm. you know then we talk about like that freedom or that that separation from that old life you know mm-hmm. where you you were under the bondage and you were under the control of sin now Mm -hmm. you are no longer under that bondage anymore so now you are able to be under the influence of now god right like savior you don't have to sin anymore you don't Mm -hmm. have to follow after those same things that you you followed after before right the addictions the you know Mm -hmm. lust and different things that you allow to govern your life and govern your actions yeah You don't have to do that anymore. No. So you're in a completely different uh, now demographic. Yeah. And and, and there's an expectation there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Matthew's, the the 12th chapter, uh, 47th through the 50th 50th verse, sorry, kind of segues into this last part, Mm -hmm. Um, specifically um, the 48th verse down to the 50th. It says, and he answered and said unto unto him that told him, who is my mother? He said, who is my mother? Sorry, it's a question. Mm -hmm. And who is my brethren? Mm Mm-hmm. And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and he said, behold, my mother and my brethren. And then the 50th verse is the part that's most critical. He said, for whosoever shall do the will of my father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister Amen. and mother. Amen. Now we're getting into the contract. Oh, yeah. And there is all kinds of scriptures that we can look at to help us understand what is our responsibility now as the children of God. So the scripture says, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Hmm. The second Timothy, the second chapter, and it's 19th verse. Mm -hmm. So when you start really talking about uh, the children of God and, you know, what are the responsibilities that come with having that, you know, assignment, Right. You know, having that new name, having that new family, um, there's various scriptures oh, yeah. um, that really put it into clear view of what what's required of us. Um, like I say, First John the third chapter talks about, like you mentioned before, uh, uh, what manner of love you know have the Father bestowed on them. Should we call the children of God? Right. But then he said in the second verse, now we are the sons of God. And then when you go down to mm-hmm. the third verse, it says, and every man that had this hope in him. Yes. Purified himself mm-hmm. even as he is pure, right? Romans talks about it, you know, in yeah, the eighth yeah. chapter, the 12th through the 14th verse. Mm-hmm. Um, talks about a, specifically the 13th verse. It said that yeah. if he through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, he shall live, right? For as many as are led by the spirit of God, yes, they are the sons of God. And then, of course, the one we just read, talking about like if you put his name or if you got his name on it, That's then you right. need to be departing from iniquity,
1: yeah. You know, that reminds me of, again, back going to the Romans, like you take on that clan, you take on their beliefs, you take on their laws and their, you you represent now.
0: You represent them.
1: Yeah. So now it's the same way now being born again in Christ. We represent Christ.
0: Yep. And, again, there's so many scriptures, and I'm going to hit a few of them here and there, but if you can read them whenever you feel like it. Yeah. Um, Ephesians, the fifth chapter, um, it says, But ye, be ye therefore followers of God mm-hmm. as dear children, and walk in love. Yes. And then the third verse, it really kind of get, gets real, and it really puts you in, in some real space and place. It says, but fornicators yeah. and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be be once named among you as becoming saints right neither filthiness nor foolishness nor talking nor jesting which are not convenient but mm-hmm. rather giving thanks yeah and then it really gets real it's okay fifth <laughs> right. verse it said now no homemonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who was an idolater hath mm-hmm. any inheritance wow. in the kingdom of god in mm. other words if you if you doing these things and if you fall under these categories Yes, we, we might have been adopted. Yes, we might have, you know, started the relationship. Come on. But you can lose out yeah. on your inheritance. Yep. And That's it's true. Go further down, it says, seventh verse it said, Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Mm-hmm. For ye are sometimes, or were sometimes in darkness, mm-hmm. past tense. Yep. But now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as Children Children. of light. That's right. Tenth verse, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them.
1: Wow.
0: And we love this scripture. Oh, yeah. First Peter 2, 9 and 10. But ye are a chosen generation, a world priesthood, Mm -hmm. and a holy nation, and a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of the Lord, praises of him who hath called you Mm -hmm. out of darkness Mm -hmm. into his marvelous light. Which in time past yep. were not a people, but are now the people of God, mm-hmm. which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Right. Now, Colossians, like I said, first chapter talks about it again. He said, you um, that were sometimes alienated enemies in, in your mind and wicked works. You, yet now he reconciles you. Yeah. Now
1: you're in the family.
0: Yep. And the 22nd verse said, He did it to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in His sight. Mm-hmm. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Right. And these are the things uh, that we tend to forget you know there is a requirement of you Mm -hmm. like say yes you have been you know adopted you've been born again you've been you know reconciled unto god and now you are an heir and a joint heir of christ and now you've taken on his name but that comes with a responsibility yeah and just like i say, the romans it wasn't just to have the name it wasn't yeah. just to have the access it mm-hmm. wasn't just to have the power and authority yeah but in order for you to really get the fullness of who you are you have to live up to the standard that's right absolutely and we just tend to forget that yeah you can't be like you were cuz mm-hmm. you're not who you're not in that family anymore no nope. new that's nature a brand that's why that's why it's critical for us to understand that if we are in Christ we yeah. are A new creature. Yeah. All that old stuff that has to be passed away. Mm -hmm. And now we have to allow God to let us to become new or lead us to become new. That's why it's so critical for us to walk in the spirit. Yeah. And now he he give us everything that we need. I I was going to
1: say that there's really no excuses for you not to be able to do it because he's given you everything. The power, the love, the instructions, the Mm -hmm. whatever you need. He has it for you. You're not just going to just wake up and be like an entitled brat. Like, give me what's mine, like the prodigal son did. And you Mm -hmm. see what happened in that story. Yep. You know, so you you have something, but there's a,
0: there's a um, conditions. Absolutely. To to receive them. And even uh, Galatians talks about it. 16, 5, 16, it said, walk in the spirit. Yeah. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And then 18th verse say, hey, but if ye be led of the spirit, mm-hmm. you, you're not under the law. Yeah. And we try to not be under the law, but at the same time, breaking the law. Yeah. It's like it doesn't work that way. When you break the law, you become subject to the law and right. also the penalties of the law. Mm. But that's why it's so critical for us to walk in the spirit.
1: Because we're still in the flesh. Exactly. And it's
0: just a, a constant and clash. It's warring. Yeah. And it's just like if you look at sometimes children. And this, this is kind of, I've seen it firsthand. You have children that are in adoptive families, mm-hmm. and they might mm-hmm. not even know that they were adopted. Right. But it's you could sometimes see that struggle. It's yeah. something about their old nature, mm-hmm. their paternal mother and father is just in there. Yeah. And some really struggle, mm-hmm. you know, with with that and they're trying to be like their new family their new parents but they can't understand why i think differently why Um, you know i Mm -hmm. keep doing dumb stuff you know Mm -hmm. why i keep going in this direction even to the point sometimes like even though you weren't raised by them you act just like your natural mom and your daddy yeah yeah and that's the way we can be and we would be if it mm-hmm. had not been for christ doing what he did yeah that's why he gave us a new nature otherwise we would have that same issue where it's it's just in there mm-hmm. and that's where Romans 7 comes in it's mm-hmm. just in there and it's so warring yes. and it's gonna win yeah. unless you have power that's right
1: he gave that's he knew what we was gonna need
0: exactly so yeah. and that's what leaves us without excuse yeah he gives us everything that we need. Mm-hmm. You know, he he didn't leave us deficient in any area yeah. for us to obtain the inheritance. Right, and that's we something. just have to use it.
1: Mm-hmm. Just be led by the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't follow the flesh, because I tell you right now, it, the flesh and the Spirit will never ever be in agreement.
0: Nope, ever. <laughs> and that's why sometimes, even when you look at again natural side, you have yeah. the adopted parents, and mm-hmm. then you have the natural parents. They be warned. Mm-hmm. because the, the adopted parents they want what's best you know they, they see you know the potential and mm-hmm. they're trying to groom and raise the child in a way yeah. you know that would allow them to be a productive you know citizen and mm-hmm. hopefully give them an opportunity to be happy you know really enjoy life right. and then the, the paternal parents just want the child back Yeah, can't do nothing for them you know can't help them in any way shape or form going to teach them you know all mm-hmm. the opposite things but they just want them back because it's theirs or they back. feel like well it's my child and I I own them. Mm-hmm. And that's where that, that changing of ownership, yeah. once once that adoption paper happened, yeah. you lose all legal rights yeah. to the child. As yeah. much as you might fight and as much as you might try, once those papers are signed, that's it.
1: Yeah. It's like you give up your parental rights.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And this is what God's like, look, I'm trying to take you out of that family that you're in right now and bring you into my family. Yeah, he see "I'm already paid the price. I pay whatever need to be paid. is done. Mm-hmm. It's finished." Yeah, it's like, all I'm asking is, "Do you want to be my child?" Right, and it's kind of interesting because, you know, he opened the door and he's mm-hmm. like, "Anybody, do you mm-hmm. just come." Right, and yeah. that's different because usually we just pick and choose. You yeah, know. but okay. he's like, "Anybody that want to come, come." Yeah, Say like, I've I've made a way. I've made an opportunity. Created an opportunity, and all I'm mm-hmm. asking is, "Do you want me?" Right, and if you do. You could be my son.
1: Yeah. I'll be your father. Absolutely. Yeah. So I like that these, you know, he gives us what we need to do, how to, how to become a son, what to do while we're being sons. And I suppose there's always that consequence of if you choose not to yeah. um, follow what God has laid out, like we, like we talked about earlier in the beginning about how they set up their adoption system that You could lose that. They could actually, just as well as they disown their natural child to adopt you, what makes you think that (laughs) That if the adopted child is cut up, that they're going to stay there and inherit Mm -hmm. something my own natural born child wasn't going to, you know, you can be cut off, I guess is what I'm
0: saying. Even the scripture talks about that when it was talking about the um, grafting, being grafted. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about specifically like we as Gentiles, you know, We were engrafted into God Mm -hmm. and we say, I'm the vine and different things. He said, you you do nothing but by me and all these, he, he brought us into him. Right. And if he cut off the natural branches in order for him to include us. Right. Now, what makes you think that, you know, if you choose not to, you know, follow his will, follow his way, that he wouldn't cut you off as well. That's not, it is God. Yeah, he he's shown throughout yeah. the Old Testament. Like yes. I say, how did he treat Israel?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He as a loving father tried, you know, tried to, you know, be patient, mm-hmm. definitely loving and merciful and kind unto them. But they were adopted too. Yeah, but it came yeah. a point in time where it was like, okay, you know, I've done everything that I can. Mm-hmm. I've I've came time and time again you know i've, I've tried many different ways mm-hmm. and if you still choose to rebel then I'll, yeah. I'll cut you off
1: yeah and that's just the consequence it's not him just oh i just feel like being no. cruel and
0: unusual no you chose to reject me so this is what happens and i i put it out there yeah. I, I didn't hide anything from you like i say it wasn't like it was some you know cheat code in the dark that they weren't aware of they mm-hmm. were very aware mm-hmm. of what his requirements are just like we are mm-hmm. say, there's nothing hid. It, it isn't some special cheat code like, oh I got you now Yeah. he's not trying to no. trip you up he's not trying to put you in a position to fail no. if anything he's trying to do everything he can to put you in a position so you can succeed
1: yes he said I come that you might have life and, and have whole. it
0: more abundantly
1: not like the enemy that's right. still kill and destroy
0: exactly yeah. but we have to be willing you yeah. know and that's where scriptures and Ephesians talks about he beseech us that we walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called. Right. You know, we've been called unto this, you know, new life, and we've been called to be children of light, and we've yes. been, been called to be the sons of God and the heirs of of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, to be this royal priesthood. But we have to walk worthy of that. Right. And it said the way we do that is with lowliness and meekness, with long suffering for bearing one another endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace exhibiting the fruit of the spirit in our lives is Mm -hmm. what allows us to be able to walk worthy of that and he's going to give us the power to be able to do this again we're not doing it alone no no and he said thinking in Colossians it talks about the same thing, uh, one and ten, said that she might walk worthy of the Lord yes. unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every mm-hmm. good work, right. and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthening, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience, and long suffering with joyfulness, mm-hmm. giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance wow. of the saints in light.
1: What a wonderful
0: opportunity exactly you know and that's what it is when you talk about adoption it's a wonderful opportunity yeah. to to go from pretty much nothing for lack of a better way of saying it yeah because again in most cases like we mentioned before when you talk about adoption mm-hmm. is usually there is someone at a, a lower standard or a disadvantage yes and they're being brought into a position or a place where now they have advantages. Yes. You know, they have opportunities mm-hmm. that they would not, could not, yeah. will not have no. if they stay where they are. No,
1: there was nothing they were entitled to. Nope. Nothing. Like orphans didn't have anything. Like I know when he talks about when he took on Israel, that illustration of the baby being thrown out in the field that was just born. Naval court wasn't cut, wasn't washed, wasn't swaddled, just... Abandoned, basically left to die, and then he said it was a time of love.
0: Yeah, and that's how you know we talk about that adoption from mm-hmm. what we were accustomed to from our side. There's nothing there. Yeah, I like say look at today's world where there's so many children you know that are born into families where they just don't have what what the child needs, yeah. whether it be from a monetary standpoint, whether it be from just a character. You know, they they can't emotional. teach, you, they train them emotional. Yeah abusive homes Mm -hmm. all these different you know surrounding circumstances that would cause somebody to have to go into adoption or be adopted yeah and the person that's adopting you like i say it was a time Mm -hmm. of love they had compassion they were merciful
1: right
0: you know they were willing to put themselves in a position where they're going to be responsible for you
1: and that's what I think about when it with adoption. The person that is actually adopting them, they're choosing to do this. Exactly. They don't have to. You nope. know, they have their life going on, doing what they do. But like you say, a time of love. I'll cover you, I'll take care of you, I will, you know, make you part of my family.
0: And that's compassion and that's yeah. love at its best because everybody's n- not able nope. to do that. Everybody doesn't have that. No.
1: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> just, just like even foster care. I'm like yeah. um it's, a, it's for a short time. Yeah. But it's still that time where they're covering you as a parent, you know. So
0: let's talk about foster care real quick. Um yeah. so as it relates to when we talk about being from a spiritual standpoint which Mm -hmm. is really what we're talking about adopted sometimes people try to treat um this salvation thing and this this whole process like it's foster care see i mean i'm only here for a little while Mm -hmm. you know i'm just trying to get back on my feet trying to get things situated then i'm gonna go back to my paternal family you know and and keep doing whatever i was doing no then when it get bad again you know then i'll come back and you know i'll get some reprieve and you yeah. know, but it's like God ain't interested in foster care.
1: No, he is not a foster dad.
0: No, he wants to be your father. Yes. You know, and again, we keep trying to treat it like it's just false. It's like, no, no, I, I don't want this to be a temporary situation. Mm-mm. It's all or nothing. Yeah. Is how you look at it. Yeah. I mean, he proved that
1: when he died. Exactly. He rose again. He didn't even leave us stranded in that Sense he could have just died and that would have been the end of it. Yep. but we wouldn't have had the power to become a son because we wouldn't have that spirit to, to revive us.
0: Exactly, you know. So he was the first fruit. Yeah, yeah. that so. is very true. Very yeah. true.
1: That's it's it's a beautiful um, uh, topic. Just knowing first of all, you got to know who your father is at the beginning. You mm-hmm. don't have the spirit of Christ. You you're not a child of God. Exactly. You may be a creation of his, but that doesn't make him your spiritual father. That's what he's father in creation. He, he created, yeah, he created you, but if you don't have his spirit, you're not his child. Correct. You know, but he made the way for us to become and then give us power to to stay so we can I- inherit yep. what he has for us. Yep,
0: yep. I think we covered the majority of everything we wanted to cover. There's yeah. probably a little bit more, but we'll leave it for another time, another <laughs> place but definitely say the things you said I think we covered adoption pretty good yeah uh, the definition again mm-hmm. not looking at it the way we do today but right really looking at it from when the time like say the Greco-Roman times yeah looking at all the, the different benefits that come mm-hmm. um, with adoption but also the responsibility that comes with right. it right um, both from the adopted and the adoptee standpoint. Yeah. Um, looking at establishing who who our father really is right. from a natural perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, like I say, we were all born. W- he's our father. Yeah. You can say, and that's just a reality. But now we have been adopted. Like I say, once we've gone through this process, um to obtain the adoption now now God is our father and yes. we can cry out by the Spirit, Abba Father. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he will respond because he is our father, our father. and it's his good pleasure to, to help us and to see us succeed and to mm-hmm. prosper and to be in good health. Right. And, of course, we understand the requirements. So, therefore, we're going to do our part to yeah. make sure that we are or we maintain our eligibility for receiving the inheritance. Mm-hmm. And if we do those things, like I said, understand that this is an opportunity. Yeah. We're not entitled. No. We don't deserve it. And we, we can't deserve it. Right. This was just love. Yes. That's this all it was. It was just love. And that's all it is, is love. Mm-hmm. But it's our responsibility not to abuse that love. That's right. And take full advantage of the opportunity that he has given us to not only become, but to be mm-hmm. the sons of God. Right. And realize this ain't no temporary thing. Mm-mm. It's permanent. we're not foster saints
1: (laughs) that's right
0: (laughs) but we are the children of light yeah that's who we are and that's who we we shall be as we continue to move forward amen we're no longer who we were but now we are the children of god
1: well that's our time thank you so much for listening we hope this episode has further enriched your perspective
0: until next time i'm mike
1: and i'm talisha
0: god God bless. bless